0: Taking the time. So, real quick, just to give you a, a quick rundown. We're gonna go through um, your status as a phenomenal, phenomenal internet celebrity, and the image that you've kind of crafted. And then we're gonna kind of go into uh, firearms, since you know I'm in the army, so we love guns. And uh, then I figured we talk about your exciting new project, Freedom Coin?
1: Um, well, the Freedom Coin, uh, you know, I, I dropped that project. I have a distributed exchange now, which violates every rule that the IRS and the Securities Exchange Commission uh, have imposed. Uh, and it's an exchange that can't ever be shut down. Um, I'll probably never be able to come out of hiding now. But no, so I, I, I decided that would be a better thing for. Um,
0: people okay and uh then we'll we'll uh we'll finish up with uh your 2020 run you bet all right all right well uh let me uh give everybody a quick little introduction and we'll get this going all right let's do it hey guys welcome back to the after action review you guys know me as the world's most okayest green beret i'm nick guy joining me today i can't believe it john mcafee International man of the high seas, wanted by (laughs) intelligence agencies and law enforcement, doing his own thing. You guys know him for his work. Well, everybody knows McAfee Software, but you've moved beyond. So you now know him as a man who enjoys the finer things in life and uh, embodies the libertarian spirit. Mr. McAfee, thanks for
1: joining us. Wow, that was that was an, an astonishing introduction. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to live up to any of that. You know, oh, so no. No, I'll, I I'll have high prayer. hopes. <laughs> All right, so... I'd like, to, I'd like to start this off by... Sure. You and I were talking uh, just briefly uh, before you hit record, and uh, you had said, you know, I'm a man who loves guns like yourself. Um, I, I don't love guns uh, any more than I, I love my, um, uh, my hiking boots. <laughs> um, guns, for me, are simply a necessary uh, tool for my own survival. I mean, in, in the circumstances I have found myself in uh, more than once had I not had a weapon. I may not be here now. So no, I don't love guns. Okay. I res- I respect guns. Uh, I treat them with the utmost caution and, and and safety measures. Um but even at my age at seventy four, if anybody out there thinks you can outdraw me, um, you know, or out shoot me, uh, no, that did not isn't gonna happen. Okay, um, that's fair. But it, all right.
0: Now, you made some Twitter waves back in the back in the summer when you posted a couple of photos on the cockpit of a motor yacht with some ARs. I don't I don't know exactly what it was, <laughs> and everybody was wondering, is this real? Is it staged? And then I took another look at the photos. And there's brass on the cockpit floor, so you're, you're...
1: <laughs> so. I didn't I didn't notice that, but no, uh, you have to believe me. I do not need to stage, <laughs> a photo with weapons for heaven's sake. <laughs> oh man! And that, and that weapon, by the way, that you thought was an AR-15 was actually um, a German make, uh, a, a special. A manufacturer with a, a binary trigger. For those okay. of you don't know what binary trigger is—they're the most fun triggers in the world because when you, when you squeeze the trigger—not pull—you never pull a trigger. When you squeeze the trigger, it fires. When you release the pressure, it fires. <laughs> and So you've got this bang, bang for every trigger pull. Anyway, a lot of fun.
0: Man, you know, I think everybody takes a look at your pers- your your persona. And I'll be surprised. I'm shocked that it was a binary trigger. For whatever reason, I was like, listen, John McAfee, he's out on the high seas. He's being chased by CIA assassins. That's got to be an NFA item. But confirmation from the man himself.
1: (laughs) Well, let me tell you, Uh, if they were fake, then the following day, when we pulled into the Dominican Republic and were immediately surrounded uh, by um, uh, a Dominican Republic special forces unit with fully automatic weapons that did not let us even speak to customs, let alone declare it, and we had all of our weapons out on the table, unchambered, um, uh, everything the way it should be, uh, all the ammo counted, and 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 so on. But no, they didn't let us do that. We were we were arrested on the spot for bringing illegal weapons into the dominican republic without declaring them now if they were spike weapons then i don't know that would have been even stranger than it was
0: so highly publicized detention by the by the
1: dominicans for
0: yes. uh, four days correct
1: correct okay let, let me tell you something four days in a Dominican Republic jail where there are no glass windows and the iron bars are rusted. uh, Years of total, uh, you know, no one cares. Uh, And the facilities are substandard, uh, even for a Tijuana jail. Um, Four days is a long time. Don't doubt it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, but the, the question that begs to be asked is, is this part of a wider plot with your, and I'm I'm just going to use a word that, that, I'm not a journalist, but I'm going to use a word that journalists use, storied potential criminal past. I mean, it, okay. if, from where you're standing, you know, the four days was highly publicized. I believe you went on record saying this is part of a larger, part of the yes. larger picture with the uh, allegations no, I'll paint leveled that against for you. you.
1: Sometime, if you ask, I'd be happy to paint that larger picture. <laughs> that larger picture uh, is fascinating, beyond belief. But I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, no. I
0: mean, please. I mean, the, the, you know, when I when I told everybody that I had John McAfee on, you know, you you're. A fascinating individual so my thought process is let's just let them talk because that's going to make one (laughs) great entertainment but two you know I mean let's you know hear the story everybody gets little bits and pieces so if you don't mind give me just a 30,000 foot looking down brief rundown of what started all of this what what led to the John McAfee in exile
1: yeah, to be frank with you is when I was eleven years old when I rebelled against my parents and the school and everything else. Okay. I mean, um I I refuse to accept the world that other people show me. I want to find out myself. I, you know, sure you can tell me stories and tell me what I should and shouldn't do. Don't fall into this pit and avoid that. And depending on who you talk to, you know, if you're talking to your religious grandmother, it's stay away from groups. Um, you know, uh, so on. So, um, in any case, I've, I've just I've been a rebel. And that rebel changed into a commentator, <laughs> okay? As I got older, I'm 74 now. Not much rebellion in me. um However, I refuse to shut up about what I see is true about America and the world. And what's and really happened? So what's really happening, people, is this. I know for a fact that it is the CIA behind the curtain in America that's controlling America. And 90% of the world, the CIA is the most powerful organization ever created. I've worked with them. They were my biggest contract when I first started McAfee. I had friends in the CIA. The CIA is a divided world now. I have friends that call me from the CIA and say, hey, look, this is about to happen. I've had others who are trying to catch me. It's a crazy, insane organization. Now, for the past, I don't know, 15 years, the government has left me alone. I mean, I've had minor incidences, like in Belize. I was chased by the Army for a month and a half, and they tried to shoot me. And minor shit like that. Yeah. Um, got arrested and spent... Uh, a month and a half in a Guatemalan prison and by the way far better than a dominican republic prison if those of you out there who would like a jail experience i mean i think everybody should have one do not choose the dominican republic <laughs> and even even guatemala which is my like the guatemala sort of like the rich carlton compared to the holiday inn for the dominican republic uh, america or oh, fuck me i mean you're living in a White House in jail. They feed you for fuck's sake. And you have more or less, uh, uh, you know, uh, heat and cooling, mostly cooling to keep the uh, disease down. Anyway, I'm off track. Now, so they left me alone. And uh, on January 22nd, uh, I got notifications from my insiders that the IRS was going to convene a grand jury and charge myself, my wife, and four of my staff. Uh, with unspecified felonies of tax related nature. Well, I haven't filed taxes in 10 years and for 10 years I've been writing them a note every year going, "Uh, listen, I'm not filing, you know where I live. And they didn't bother me. When I started talking about cryptocurrency and how you could avoid paying taxes and free yourself from government financial control through Privacy coins and distributed exchanges. Well, shit, when I started doing that, all hell broke loose. And it ended up with this uh, grand jury. Now, I left the country a few days before with Janice and my staff, including the people who remained. Um, Because once they got me in jail, I'd never see the light of day. They just want to shut me up. I have no money to give them, but it's only shutting up. But we left the country, went to the Bahamas. Why? Mohammed has no income tax and therefore I could not be extradited. You may only, according to an international treaty, be extradited for crimes that are crimes in the country they're trying to extradite you from. So hey, I'm safe there. They had no income tax, not paying it, not a crime. However I got wind that the CIA was trying to collect me illegally through the local um, a commissioner for lease a guy named paul roll who i i fought back and outed immediately because i know what's happening in the world for all of the the uh the financial crimes he had committed and i gave his bank account number and bank name and every fucking deposit and problem where um he sent a SWAT team after me i got wind of that janice and i and our staff left in the middle of the night went to cuba the following day, Paul Rowell, it was in the headlines in all the Caribbean newspapers, Paul Rowell file suit against John McAfee for defamation of character. So he couldn't lay hands on me. But he was working on behalf of the CIA. We go to Cuba. We're there for a month and a half. Janice and I are called in by the Cuban government. The general comes in and says, Mr. McAfee, um, we know that you're trying to help the Cuban people. Um, but the American government has asked that we return you to America. Um, we would prefer Mr. McAfee if you simply left our country within 72 hours. <laughs> so, we left, we got our boat ready, man, and every day, twice a day, uh, army personnel would come by and very gently say, are you still leaving sir? And, um, in 31 hours (laughs) i go yes please do not worry if i have to swim to the bahamas i will leave so we got out that's when we were headed to the dominican republic so let's see i tried to grab me in the bahamas my network of information i'm john mcafee i really am the guy that invented computer security and if i want to know something and there is an electronic Uh, element of it anywhere, I will find out. So I know these things in advance. So I got thrown out of the Bahamas, thrown out of Cuba. My sources told me my best bet was the Dominican Republic. But as soon as he arrived in the Dominican Republic, we were surrounded by soldiers before we could even check in. And the Dominican Republic said exactly what everybody said. You have to go back to America, Mr. McAfee. Uh, I got a couple of lawyers um, who filed a brief um, with the uh, courts of the Dominican Republic saying that uh, I could not be deported unless I had my day in court. Well, if I had my day in court, everything would have come, come unraveled for them. I mean, you know, they charged me with a crime which they prevented me from not committing. <laughs> so uh, I mean, that was interesting at the airport. So here it is. So they're about to deport us. They've already got Janice, and Janice is pissed as hell. Janice is sitting next to me right now because she doesn't like her. Um, they're sending her to America. They've got her on her way before she leaves. First of all, I tell the lawyers to do this. They said it's going to take two hours. I go, don't worry. you got you two hours. I will throw over to Janice before they take her, and I say, don't panic. Everything is cool. I then went back, fell on my face on the floor, and faked the stroke so I couldn't recognize anybody and so on and so forth um they finally let Janice come back um so they had to send me to the hospital I needed two hours you understand before they could put me out of the country um before they could throw me out of the hospital because the doctors all said there's nothing Miss Macri there's nothing wrong with you uh we have no reason to keep you here and about that time the lawyers came in with the paperwork and then the next thing I know, Janice and I are in London. And that's the last place we have told anyone, including her family and her friends, where we are. I mean, I need a break from the fucking CIA for just a little while, people. So. I know. I, no, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry that was so long. I, no, and and I, didn't, and honestly, I didn't mean to bore you with it. No. And, and
0: honestly, I think the problem is that, I mean, I don't need to tell you the way the american media machine operates. I don't. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't. That's So correct. we get
0: these little snippets, so I, I really wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth, so I appreciate that.
1: Going back. Yeah, and that's though, a, that's just a very condensed story, okay. but that's sort of the highlights of the shit we've been through since we left the country on the 18th of January of this year.
0: Okay. So kind of going there, you know, kind of circling back started off as a rebellious young man you create an empire you see you know the way income tax works you see an inequality and now we've now we have the ideal libertarian in john mcafee correct
1: (laughs) well no i don't think so sir because the ideal libertarian is is one that would actually do a good job in the office and one who actually (laughs) wants that job neither one of those are me um they're not me as far as the income tax is concerned these people wake up to the following we're living in a feudal society we return to a feudal society in 1913 when the government the king the owner of us decided to take from the fruits of our labor a certain percentage That's what feudal society is. The king would send his representatives out, you know, each year, many of them armed with swords and things, and say, ah, you grew a thousand potatoes last year, okay, we're taking 250 of them right now, thank you. That's feudal society, where the fruits of your labor were owned by somebody else. And the U.S. government is assuming, well, I'm only going to, I'm only going to own 20% of it, so it's not like I own you, is it? Now, no, i fucking owns you. Wake up to this truth.
0: So, so the whole idea of John McAfee, libertarian, maybe only, it might only work on a very surface level. If you take a look at it in a in a very vapid way. Now. And, I, and I, I see what you're saying. So you see this injustice, income tax is slavery. It's That's what it it's is, it's indentured and servitude. It's
1: theft. Is it slavery or theft? What's the difference? If you control someone enough to steal from them in front of their eyes and the eyes of everyone else, then you're a slave, do you understand? And this so, is what we have become.
0: So taking, taking that mindset, and applying it beyond just politics as usual or even what the libertarian party of the United States of America might use as official party platform you have gone on record talk I'm I'm, I'm and you can correct me if I'm wrong I'm not going to use the word praising but you did tweet out possibly you know you tweeted out a warning that if if you don't if you hadn't read the personal journal of Che Guevara, you should stop talking about this. And now hearing this, I see okay, possibly whatever the Libertarian Party of America is doing isn't enough and I'm starting to see like this like the the very germs of this revolutionary spirit. So you you tweeted out praise for Che Guevara. You have this very libertarian Esque leaning how do you how do you come to terms with with you know singing the praise of somebody who embodied statism and this libertarian political persona that you have
1: well first and foremost um, how many of you have actually read all of Shay's writing and how many of you read all of the writings from major thinkers about Che. Well, if you haven't done at least one of those things, then please, people, you've got no business opening your mouth. Because what you know about Che Guevara is what you hear from our political machine, our uh, propaganda as disseminated through the mainstream media into the sheep's ears even while we sleep. And so, these God, people, please, before you judge anything about that man, once you to find out something about it. Not what capitalistic uh, ideology says about it, but who was he? He was a rebel, and he was brave, and he knew what he was risking and he was trying to free the people he was not a political ideologist God's sake no he saw poor people starving and rich people throwing out thousand dollar bottles of wine
0: so i'm going to i'm going to approach i'm going to approach this topic as a political science nerd that's what my degrees in and i took a i did i you know i did a lot of political reading <laughs> Um, so I have read Che, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take some of the most poignant quotations from Che that he delivered either in his diaries or speeches or interviews, and I, I would I'd like your comments on them just because I'm i I am trying to 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 kind of bridge this gap between
1: I understand. Okay. Yeah. So
0: yeah, no like problems. John, John way, McAfee
1: well, money I have yeah, I have, a, I have a nerd degree too. Uh, I even went to grad school I got a nerd plus plus degree. But anyway, <laughs> well, we're... Um, <laughs> Fire away, my friend. All right, so...
0: 1962, he wrote a manifesto called Revolution. And he's, he writes, We executed many people by firing squad without knowing if they were found guilty. At times, the revolution cannot stop to conduct much investigation. So with that quote say, with that quote read, as somebody who has faced injustice and has not received due process by the United States government. How do you how do you come to terms with a belief such as this? Somebody who 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 blatantly disagrees with due process.
1: No, he doesn't, please God. I can't believe, sir, that you're asking such a naive question. Why don't you put on some documentaries of World War II, World War One, or any world war or even small war? Warfare, people, is not natural, normal, human relations. It is a relationship of necessity that you survive and the other does not. And if you're grabbing something from a journal, and his entire fucking life was a revolution, a war people, and you're going to judge him on that, then you're gonna to have to put George Patton, Dwight Eisenhower, every major general and world leader at that same trial. Please, people, wake the fuck up. and, and that's being naive. You are believing, sir, propaganda that was fed to you from the time you were old enough to read and listen and understand words and anything alien to the democratic capitalistic process, you're not going to like. And Che is one of those. But if, you, you know, that, if, if that's the only thing you're going to judge on, please, God, sir, you must judge every warrior ever in the history of warfare. Please, God, let's have a better question than that, can we? Well, I I think... I'll I'll put my glasses back on now, I'm
0: sorry. Well, I I think, well, one, just from my background, I would disagree in saying that warfare isn't natural. I think warfare is, is the purest expression of humanism. And it's just the natural conclusion of failed politics, which for millennia has been the status quo. And and I get what you say by let's take things in totality, you know, in totality and judge other warriors by the same standard. But if I don't and and th- this is kind of where I come from, I'm okay with judging in totality. And I'm okay with with saying no to any sort of government run information operations campaign. I understand how that works. But if but if we take if if we take a look at his writings, at his speeches, and I'm not saying let's take what you know what Cuban exiles say. Let's take what the government of the United States government of the 1960s says. But if we take a look at his words, if we take a look at his words, and if somebody with a disdain for a free for a free press, somebody with disdain for due process. I understand and, and and after hearing your story, I understand where you're coming from with this revolutionary uh germ that sprouted up in you and how you could identify with a character like Che Guevara. But at the end of the day, when it's his words, when it's his words and his actions, and I'm not even gonna get into to body counts or whatnot, because I'm I'm not, because there's wildly wildly varying uh numbers and I have a feeling that you and I would fundamentally disagree on the validity of each
1: of those sources but no no I wouldn't I would probably agree totally without I'm not disagreeing with you I'm just saying my, my friend if if that was if what he wrote was something that puts people off then please God do you realize that that it was Truman who pushed a button. It eradicated a quarter of a million people in one single blast in uh, Nagasaki where no military people were killed, no military machines were destroyed, no tanks, no bombers, no nothing, just humans, civilians. And you're going to point a fucking finger at Che Guevara who's in the same situation surviving a war with an absolute horrific totalitarian leader of Cuba, and you're gonna say his writings show him to be a strange man? Fuck, no. Well, no, I'm not saying he's gonna be a a,
0: strange man, but...
1: No, or different than any other man in no circumstances, my friend. Look at George Patton. Look at every single leader in Europe during World War II. But that shot, but that shot their prisoners rather but, than giving them due process. No, no there's, there's the no d-
0: hold on, hold on. So I've I have never come across uh, a lawful order delivered by George Patton to execute <laughs> to execute
1: prisoners. So coming oh, no, from of course not, of course not. But it did come from some high ranking officer in the ranks that George Patton did not discipline because he made the right decision it's war for fuck's sake people but all through be, all through the belgium though
0: but Are, all through belgium patton's army took prisoners
1: of war they didn't well, ex- you know we're not going to we're not going to resolve this issue by no we're by not taking apart no. every every general every battle no, i'm, I'm just
0: I, i'm i'm trying More to I, I'm, I'm just trying yeah. to understand how somebody that's been denied due process and has yeah. this belief
1: you know I, I'm, I'm sorry that you can say that this is a ridiculous approach sir I, I'm just going to continue what I said I admire more than any other political leader since the beginning of human history and we'll leave it at that and you can disagree. Okay. But I'm not going to get into details about all human dis, please God, sir. No, I, no I, I just wanted, no I just, right to justice, I just, man. I just, I just you wanted you your thoughts on been, due process. If you have not been in the line of fire, you do not understand the due process in a war. I have been. Fucking, doesn't fucking, well then, you know it doesn't fucking, because you're a goddamn. Well, but leader, I'm, but I'm not a
0: political leader. That's the difference. Like if, if somebody that, that takes charge no. of a societal a revolution. Leader
1: because you did not choose to be one or did not have the goal or the rationale or the need. But good God, please don't judge him because, oh, he became a political leader. He shouldn't be thinking well, like no, everybody else.
0: No, I, I judge him off the basis that he denied due process. But that that's my opinion. <laughs> I'm sorry. Then okay. That's you know, all right. I great. mean it, let's, listen, let's, let's, let's move on. Okay. All right. All right. So going on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, <laughs> okay. That's all right. All right. So continue this trend of uh, of bridging the gap between John McAfee, the man, and John McAfee, you know, with his with his political beliefs. And again, going on with this Che. Going on. And you talk, about, you talk about being imprisoned yourself. And the Dominicans... Many, many times. Hand, many times. Hands out. So, revolution-run re-education camps. We only have
1: time for a couple more questions. Yeah, that, that's right. okay. We, yeah, we, I understand. You're
0: busy. you're busy. That's all right.
1: Okay. Well, go ahead.
0: Political re-education camps. Pardon? Political re-education camps in Cuba in the 1960s. Charges yeah. such as listening to too lot of music, drinking... Drug use, homosexuality. These were the tenets of Che's war against degeneracy. Somebody that you know, you have this persona, you know, free spirited, wild and out there yeah. drinking. You know, I'm not going to get into your into any. I'm not going to get into what you do. But again, how do you how do you come to terms with living the life that you've lived versus? The things that that Che Guevara viewed as degeneracy.
1: <laughs> what she just described—the things that Che viewed as degenerate—was the attitude in America in 1964. Fuck's sake! Do you realize how makes you Right. No, but why are you picking on him? Be- why is it him? Be- because I don't know why we're talking be- about him. Why? Is he because I don't. I don't think George any- Bush or anybody.
0: homosexuality wasn't in practice criminalized in the united states they weren't dragged please god sir
1: will you look at the law prior to 1946 in every fucking southern state use your history my friend you're talking about just people what's different between che and any government between che and any leader there is none The problem is us, the people, have given those leaders powers that belong to us. This is the problem. Stop blaming the leaders. Stop looking at the character of Che Guevara or Castro or Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. Fuck that. They're just puppets, all of them. All right? Wake up, America. We are the problem. We elect people who spend hundreds of millions of dollars to be president. Good God, do you see how crazy we are? Why aren't we electing people that we have to drag, kicking and screaming, into that office that we know would do the best job, like George Washington, our first president. He didn't want that fucking job. He was general of the Continental Army. That was such a fucking demotion for him. He didn't want to, he was all, I want to fish. But they made him do it, because who else, people? Who else, at that point, at the end of a horrific war, who else could lead this country other than a general? And he did, because it was his duty. Not because he was willing to spend $100 million to get a job paying $300,000. Run the numbers, people. Wake up, America. We are the problem. Che is not the problem. Trump is not the problem. Clinton is not the problem. We are the problem. We choose through our complete denial of reality those people who would worse represent us. Those who we could not find if you had a pole stretching into infinity. Who would be the worst leader for America? That's the person we will find on the left. Wake the fuck up, America! And I'm sorry, I'm out of time. And please, sir, don't don't take anything that I've said uh, personally. Never um, personally. Uh, it says it has nothing to do with Che. It has to do. Why are we worrying about any personality? That's all. Why? Fuck personalities. Look at what's happening behind the curtain, and let's get America back. I, mean, I grew up in the '50s, the age of unlimited american opportunity people you have no idea what the energy and joy of life there was knowing you could do anything be anybody go anywhere that america died somewhere between Dwight eisenhower and today and if we don't resuscitate that america then you are not To like what will happen. Thank you, sir. Mr.
0: McAfee, thank you. Take it or leave it, guys. That was John McAfee. Um, I don't know exactly what to say, but. Certainly, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Uh, I'm still having trouble coming to terms with his adoration of Che Guevara, with his personal story, if, you know, with what he's gone through and everything that Che embodied and believed. (laughs) That's it. Guys, thanks for stopping by. We'll be doing a regular podcast, and I'm going to be sharing my, my thoughts further on this um, once I organize them and I can rewatch and, and, and break down what Mr. McAfee had said. But I do appreciate you guys stopping by. Hopefully you uh, learned something that was certainly, that was certainly uh, interesting. But uh, yep, you guys can expect to see me in a few days once I've organized my thoughts and I can discuss this interview in a far more organized manner. Thanks guys.